This is the Truth Network. Hidden treasures of the Song of Songs, which is Solomon's. We get to reflect on the Zion verse, which is <laughs> a cool little play on words, because the Zion is this a whole idea of reflecting Jesus' love and and remembering you know, that kind of thing. And so, you know, this is a very interesting. Um, still got some questions on this myself, but, you know, sometimes we just have to <laughs> move on. But anyway, the seventh verse reads in English, it is the uh, sixth chapter of the Song of Solomon, is, as Jesus is describing, you know, his love. And it's absolutely spectacular, absolutely so as a piece of a pomegranate are thy temples within thy locks. And so we have this really powerful idea of a piece, which has to do with cleaving. When you look at that word that is, you know, sort of like separated two halves of a pomegranate, however you want to look at that, there's a cleaving that has gone on here. And the cleaving that has gone on is done with the letter pay. And the letter pay, as you may know, is, is a picture of like God's face. And so when someone is set apart for the Lord's service, you know, his face, when it shines down on you, it cleaves you into a different place. <laughs> and, and so it's a very, very powerful force because for some, you know, when their face, when God's face shines up, upon them, you know, obviously they, it, they can't take it. It, it, it kills them. It, it vaporizes them. And so, you know, it's an interesting power that's happening here to this pomegranate that it's being separated by the face of God and set apart for service. And, of course, the pomegranate we've talked about before, uh, some people would call it the knowledge fruit because it's full of all these seeds. It's clearly another red fruit. And and I don't think we we should miss that it's got all these seeds in it. But the fact that it's been separated by the face of God. And so when you think about what is really going on here is when you have looked full in his wonderful face, when you have looked into God's face, he is going to make you absolutely stunningly beautiful. So beautiful that you have to wear a veil. And and so you get the picture, you know, we've lost our veil (laughs) in the previous chapter, that here uh, God has taken another look. And as he has, once again, she's given this veil because there's this idea of what goes on behind the veil is um, in the secret place. You know, as, as we talked about, actually, in the second chapter, you know, in the secret place of the stairs, let me see thy countenance. You might remember that discussion. Well, the idea, in my opinion, is that when you look into God's face. He shines his light on us. And when he does, he makes us beautiful. And then we reflect him. And so that idea of the Zion is all about our beauty is a reflection of him. But the interesting thing that that, that it is because of him and nothing that it was just given to us. And so it's almost as if he could only give that to the humble. Like Moses was one of the most humble people, or obviously, and they even says the most humble of all his servants. And so to look into his face like nobody else did requires tremendous humility because otherwise we think we're special because we're beautiful. <laughs> and therein lies a challenge. In other words, when you've been given 
something beautiful by God. When you got to see a special vision, we have a tendency to get puffed up about that, and that leads to destruction versus you know, keeping that veiled somewhat, realizing that it was not us that got us there. It was completely God. And so when you think about it in, in a practical sense and, and you try to apply this to your life, or I'm trying to apply it to my life, you know, some of the most godly, unbelievably wonderful, godly people um, are also the most humble, right? That you wouldn't guess in a million years that they have this unbelievable relationship with God because they keep it behind the veil. Nonetheless, when you see this amazing beauty and, and clearly they attribute it to God, you know, from my standpoint, <laughs> the picture of that is my wife. Like most people, if they were to meet Tammy, they wouldn't go, oh, 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 you know, clearly, you know, she's been in the presence of God. But to, to know her well is to realize she has a deep faith, which she keeps very much to herself. <laughs> and her times with God are very much to herself. And she gives herself little to no credit for any of that. But I know the fruit of her life. I mean, I know I'm in the fruit of her life. In other words, to know Robbie is to somewhat to know Tammy because I didn't even know Jesus before I met her, okay? So a, a critical aspect of my life is, is, is the fruit that Tammy has brought into my life and the fact that, you know, like a lot of people tell you, <laughs> the voice of the Holy Spirit sounds a lot like their wife. Well, I can assure you in my case, it's very much the, tr the case that Tammy catches me in all sorts of things all the time, but she does it completely from a point of humility, like showing me where I'm getting proud, where I'm posing, where I'm not being who I ought to be, where I need to be, where I need to be. You know, she is truly a helpmate. But if you were to look at Tammy's <laughs> cheekbones, you can see they're absolutely beautiful. She has this amazing f smile and this amazing life that I know came from God and I know comes from her relationship with God, which she has always had this unbelievable faith from my standpoint where there just never was any question that, that, you know, that God existed and that God was doing these things. And it's always been a beautiful thing. But again, you know, it's well hid behind that veil. And so I think here we have an interesting thing that there's a veil that's opposed and, but then there's a veil that is given to the humble. And I don't know how all that works, but like I said at the beginning, I have still have got questions about this to some extent. But nonetheless, I think that it's, it's clear that this blush just that is of these red pomegranate cheeks just thrills Jesus to no end and clearly is a reflection of everything that he is, but we don't want to get the glory for that. And that's somewhat the part of it. So again, I'm so thrilled to share this with you. And apparently it becomes so overwhelmed when we get to the next verse, the miracle verse. Tomorrow, the eighth verse, I think you'll see that this made a huge effect on him. Thank you so much for listening.